The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended and turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast live. We are live as always on YouTube and over on Facebook. So if you're out there in the live chat, Go ahead and say something. We don't know you're out there unless you do say something. If you have a question that you would like to ask or a comment you want to get read out loud or whatever, make sure you tag one of us there in the panel and we'll make sure if it is. That was a quick two minutes. That's correct. That was a very quick two minutes, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. I've been called the Minuteman before, but uh, we'll uh, get that if it's relevant to the conversation. If you want to call, yes, you can call into the show or text into the show. Go ahead and utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our great friends Rod and Shelly Gates at theguncleaners.com. And uh, if you're a veteran out there and you're in that hole and you don't know if there's a light or you can't find the light and you need someone to talk to, first of all, call me, email me, text me 24-7. I'm around. I cannot give you medical advice, but... I sure as hell could probably be a decent ear and maybe talk you through some stuff. But if you are looking for somewhere that can get you in touch with some medical advice and tell you where to go and and, and all of that, please understand two things. First, you are not alone in this walk. There's a lot of us out there that uh, will walk hand in hand with you. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please contact the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. As always, we're spotlighting the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions or want to find out more information about what it takes to earn the title of United States Marine, please visit the website marines.com. And as always, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. It is a, a network of like-minded pro-freedom, pro-gun, pro-2A podcasts out there all on one website. So if you're looking for some cool content and podcasts to to listen to, please check out selfdefenseradio.net. So I'm going to take this off of my ugly mug and bring in the couple guys we've got chilling with this so far tonight. There are links out there for others out there. But um, right now I'm going to bring in from the untactical Kansas here in Arkansas where the AR Kansas or the tactical Kansas, but from the untactical Kansas, we've got the chicken man himself. What's up, Gary? Hey, just uh, relaxing after work and uh, glad to be here with you guys. Spent the weekend jawing with you and everything, so uh, be good to look back and talk about what we saw. So thanks for the invite. Absolutely. And um, from the great state of Texas, the quasi shotgun rider whatever uh the tactical virus i mean leprechaun himself what's up clove how you doing man yo so before we get started um i cut a podcast earlier for those that are interested um 
constitutional carry legislation in Texas will hit the House floor Thursday, 10 a.m. Woohoo! It has never made it this far before. Um, as I've said in podcasts previously and talks previously, ground game, right? And um, our, our politicians, elected officials, whatever, have always blamed all these different things. And what I've said all along this session is they don't have any of those things to blame. They don't have the Speaker of the House to blame. They don't have all these other mechanisms, right? And that's a good sign. I've been saying it's a good sign. It's a good sign. Uh, because of those things, it's, it's never made the House floor. And so it will make the House floor. And I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I think it's political suicide for them to go against it, especially when you've got Democrats that are co-sponsoring on it. It's political suicide for it to not go through at this point that it's on the floor. So looks like we will be the lucky blackjack number 21, right? For there you permitless, go. permitless carry. We'll see. So if anybody wants to follow up on that, those bills, those bill numbers, cause I don't remember off the top of my head, hit up that podcast. Not now later on, uh, hit up sure. that and, uh, and get the skinny on it and then contact your representatives and go ahead and hit up the senators. I don't think it's going to be a problem getting through the Senate at all. Certainly not a problem with the governor signing it. The house is our hurdle, uh, but it doesn't hurt to call them up as well and let them know, Hey, we demand, right? Not that we ask, we don't ask crap from our elected officials. They work for us. We demand that they pass it. So there I've all my soapbox. Let's have some fun. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to assist you doing that. I'm going to go ahead and get on my soapbox for a second. Uh, earlier today, uh, if you guys remember a week or two ago, I put out a video about an Arkansas Senate Bill 298 that was the um, um, the Sovereignty Act of 2021. Basically, it says that all federal gun legislation that is anti-gun with restriction and all, including NFA and Firearms Act and everything will be null and void. The state of Arkansas will not be enforced. On top of that, if this does pass, that if a federal agency comes into Arkansas to confiscate or to uh, enforce any such restriction and you live in Arkansas, whether you're a citizen or a law enforcement, you can be fined and or put in jail by helping them out. It passed the Senate very easily. Um, today, it left the House committee with a recommendation of due pass, and they will be scheduling a vote on the floor in the House uh, any day now. Could be as early as tomorrow, and uh, looking forward to that. It's basically a two-way sanctuary uh, state and all that, but there's some other st stuff that has been um, that has been um, uh, filed some new bills out there that are amazing for gun rights in Arkansas. So Arkansas is doing a really good job. The nice. first one is HB 1386 to be known as the Arkansas Second Amendment Liberty Safeguards Act to require state agencies and public officers to disregard unconstitutional overreaches of power and to protect the constant. It's basically the House version of the one that's going through, getting ready to um, to uh, hand. That's, that's going to be law. I truly do believe it's going to be law. Yeah. Another one is SB 59 to be known as the Interstate Firearms Protection Act and to prevent the United States government from regulating the manufacture, assembly, and trade of firearms and ammunition within the borders of Arkansas. Uh, let's so, see here. so those are two that Texas also has. They haven't gone mm -hmm. to the floor yet, but they are all out of committee. Uh, and yep. Wes out there says Oklahoma has SB 631, which is their two-way sanctuary state bill as well. So, uh, right. Yeah, kudos to everybody who uh, politicians who have put them forward and everybody who is 
rallied their politicians, told, you know, demanded that they do that stuff and, and have put in the work. Uh, it's, it seems to be working. It's great to see. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that was filed and this is, so you guys know that earlier in the year, the first, one of the first bills that were signed by the governor this year was going to be the standard ground law here in Arkansas and um, this, that, and the other. Well, they've just added another one to it and it's going to define the vehicle as an extension of a person's home. So basically we're going to get the castle doctrine on top of standard nice. ground. So um, it's going to be an extension of a person's home and to define the term journey across all applicable laws. So the transport and all of that, good to go. Um, another one that doesn't make a whole hell of a beans because we're already constitutional carry state, but I still do get my uh, concealed carry permit for multiple reasons. One, uh, background check for, you know, I've already done that, so I don't have to sit there and wait for an approval. I travel a lot, so it's nice to have that permit that you can say, "Hey, you know this, that, and the other." But there is a um, a bill that it's it's going to pass without any problem. It, it might even be unanimous. I don't know. Um, but this is going to be uh, SB one seventy one concerning the fees for a license to carry a concealed handgun and to waive fees for military veterans and active-duty United States military personnel. So it used to be active-duty. Uh, it used to be law enforcement or retired law enforcement and active-duty. Now they're going to add veterans to it. So if you do, if you are a veteran in Arkansas and you do decide to get your permit, it, it's probably going to end up being free. That's so, the state. The, just to clarify, that is the state's fee, right? Not the like class you have to go take. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. You, they're not going to charge you for doing all that. Now, whoever you go get the class from, they're going to charge you whatever, right? The fifteen hundred bucks, whatever they do that. Right. But you do not have to send any money to the state for your concealed carry if you're well, a veteran. And they may not. I'm sure there's some that trainers or whatever, or sure. or whatever that instructors that probably give a discount or waive the fee, even even especially then. if you're just renewing it, um, and all you're doing is coming in to renew your license. And which I'll, I'll have to do that here in the next month or two anyways. But uh, if you're just renewing it, then, yeah, they, I don't know anyone that really, you know, charges because all you're going to do is do whatever. Uh, but if you're getting it for the first time, they're going to charge a fee and all that. But, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty cool. So once again, very happy with the way Arkansas is going. Obviously, Clover is excited about uh, the possibility of constitutional carry or permitless carry, whatever you want to call it. Um, Gary, do you have anything going on in Kansas that you want to bring up? As a matter of fact, since we're bragging on our states, sure. have a couple bills that are on the governor's desk that have been passed by the House and Senate. Uh, House Bill 2058 recognizes all out-of-state concealed carry permits and allows those who have been licensed to carry a firearm for self-defense to do so lawfully in Kansas. This legislation recognizes visitors to Kansas should not be left defenseless simply by crossing a state line. It also allows individuals who are 18 to 20 years of age to apply for a Kansas concealed carry permit. And it also authorizes the attorney general to issue an alternative license to carry a concealed handgun to qualified applicants during a declared state of disaster emergency and creates a restoration of rights process for individuals to reestablish the Second Amendment right to possess a firearm upon expungement of certain convictions. 
and then substitute House Bill 2089 directs the State Board of Education to establish grade appropriate curricula guidelines to teach firearm safety to K-12 students based on NRA's Eddie Eagle Gun Safe Program and or the Kansas Department of Wildlife, Parks, and Tourism's extens- existing hunter education. So I'm excited about both those bills, and I hope hope the governor signs them. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to jump in here real quick, and because I see HBO Matt was there, and somehow, so this officially this officially concludes the two A portion of this podcast. Is that what you're it saying? does. It, it does because <laughs> unless anybody else has anything else, I mean, um, that's fun. You can two A forever, but yeah, you know, we had a big weekend in Wanamaker in Tulsa this weekend. I see HBO Matt was there, and and somehow had his head in the sand or something because didn't know that we were there. Yeah, that boggles my mind. It boggles <laughs> my mind. Which he said he, he at work. I mean, life happens, I guess, right? Oh, I hear you. And, and I'm just joking by saying he had his head in the sand. But no, it's we were there. We had, I don't know, 10, 12 people there. And mm-hmm. um, Saul West was there. And West was doing his consumer duties on Saturday and then was at the uh, OK2A booth all day on Sunday. I think he said that he was there until 530. And it was kind of weird because everything was cleared out by the time he left on Sunday. So well after I left, I think I left around two or three somewhere in there. But um, yeah, it was great. Um, great to see everybody. Got to see Clover and Gary and Snob and Roll Call and Budget and Buck and uh, Armentia and Stacy. And we got to see um, Stan with SS Pawn. Saw Mark from Axion slash Umarex. Uh, obviously, Scott with Celtic Holsters. All the guys and gals that uh, people at Black Rain, all the people that we knew we were going to see and all of that. Uh, it was great to uh, see everyone once again. It's been over a year for me to basically see anybody, which was driving me nuts. Um, and Roll Call did not copy me on wearing shirts the entire weekend. It was wonderful. I, I think um, you guys must have. You guys must have talked ahead of time. There's, you know. Yes, he threatened me. He threatened me uh, very well on. Uh, it was either Instagram or on a live live chat or on a video. He threatened me, or yep. all of them. Yeah, sure. Now I had a I had a bad experience, or not a bad experience, but an unpleasant experience. So can can since this is we want this to be lighthearted, can we get that out of the way real quick? Oh hell yeah, let's do this. Okay, so <clears throat> I go over, I find a deal on a rifle. You did? Heck yeah! Cool. I pick I pick it up. I go over to pay for it, and oh, we got to do a background check. I said, excuse me. He's like, um, yeah, we're FFL, and we got to do a background check and call it all in. And so I cannot remember because I live in a free state known as Texas, even though we don't have constitutional carry. <laughs> um, but anyway, and my LTC counts as a background check. So I fill out the 4473, which I don't have a problem with. I paid my money in current climate, right? That, I'm going to say I don't have a problem with it. Yes, that's an infringement. But I'm just saying, since that's the law of the land, it's, it's not that big of a hassle. Fill it out, pay my money, right? Grab my firearm, and I leave. That's what I'm used to, right? And I could not tell you the last time I've had to go through a, a Nick's background check for buying a firearm. And it aggravated the bejesus out of me. 
So I got a rant about that, not to cramp roll call style on ranting, but I got a rant about that a little bit because there was obviously it was a gun show. There was a whole line of people buying guns and all of them had to have a background check. And so I stood there for 15 or 20 minutes when I could have been doing other stuff. Finally told the guy, I said, Hey, can I just come back? I said, I got a Texas license to carry. If it doesn't go through, I don't know why in the world it wouldn't go through. Um, can I just come back later and pick up the, the rifle? And he's like, yeah, we'll just make a note once we hear back, once we get it entered and hear back. Yeah, just come on back. And at that point, I went and got something to eat. I think we went and smoked and built around for about an hour or so. Went back, and he was like, I walked up, and he's like, yeah, it's clear. Here, handed me the rifle. And I'm like, duh, duh. <laughs> but, I mean, how, how stupid is that? How stupid is yeah. that? I mean, you know, you own as many firearms as I have. You, you're cleared for as far as the state of Texas, as far as your background, you know. So infringements suck. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You good? You yeah, I'm more? good. I'm good. Let's move on. Right. Let's get happy. Let's get happy now. <laughs> so I want to start and we're going to talk about some of the best stuff we saw, uh, some cool stuff we saw and some crazy shit that we saw Uh real call. Um, I want to bring you in real quick and say, what was like the, maybe not the best deal necessarily, but what was like one of the coolest guns or coolest products that you saw all weekend? The coolest products? Mm-hmm. Um, he saw me. That was it. Well, <laughs> that's true. Aside from seeing Snob. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Bruce wearing year. SS Pawn shirts. I didn't notice I you were wearing one where thing. He got them. <laughs> so, like, uh, there was a lot of cool things that I saw. But the coolest thing that I saw uh, was a 1903 World War One 1911. That was one oh, of the wow. coolest things that I've seen. Uh, being going to the show. I mean, there's a lot of other vintage guns. And I'm going to tell you, that gun was in really good shape. I think you were walking with me when we looked at it. That I, saw the, 19, I saw the 1942 one. I did not see uh, the World War One. That was a uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, dude. That thing was in great shape. And I talked to the guy. He didn't want to be on camera, like a lot of the people that I talked to, which is understandable. Uh, but he said uh, that was brought back from his family's generation, and uh, and it was kept, and it was kept. It was cleaned. To a certain extent, but it was kept in like, I don't know, Fort Knox or something. But I'm telling you, looking at that gun, it was really amazing. I'm not going to tell you the price tag on that thing, but that was really cool to see it survived. Absolutely. Um, Tone Frog up there. I'm going to get off this real quick. I saw he has anyone know about the um, what was it? The Spartan vest. Oh, yeah, Spartan vest. Um, I run, uh, not in this one, but another carrier, I, I run Spartan uh, plates. I really like the Spartan plates. I have never worn uh, their carrier vests. I couldn't tell you, but I like their plates. Uh, I've never heard anyone complain about anything from Spartan, so I'll, I'll give you that. Um, Snob, I want to bring you in and, and say, first of all, what's up? Uh, good seeing you. He played great host this weekend. Um, he got me to get on a saddle, and uh, he and Buck were. I, I had no part in the saddle. I just want I you to know I had no part. First of all, I had no part. 
I mean, I laughed when Buck told the waitress, but I had no part. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not played a great host. And um, except for the rain coming in Friday night, that was no joke. And the wind was crazy and it was cold as hell Saturday morning. Other than that, it was wonderful. But uh, I want to kind of get back to you and say, what was the kind of the coolest thing you saw um, this weekend? The 1076 I got to buy? That's pretty I, much I the coolest that. thing I, I knew that was coming. Knew that I, was coming. I, I, I've been looking yeah. for it for like three years. So, right. And not only did you get it, you got a pretty hell of a good deal on it, too. Yeah, yeah. I How did you so. find that, Snow? Well, I don't know. Some 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 chicken just happened to the chicken across the road. That Why just goes find a ten seventy six. That just goes to show you there is opportunity in everybody and all this panic, right? There is opportunity for those that are not looking for the flavor of the day, most popular, newest trinket, shiny thing, right? Um, if you're looking for older things, investment pieces, more of the rare stuff, the prices are not super inflated on that that sort of stuff. No, they really that's what I said several times. There is, you know, the if you look at like the thousand dollar used gun market, you know, talking older guns that are worth a thousand to two thousand range, they're normal prices. Yeah, they, they they were pretty close. Um, so I almost no pun intended, but I almost pulled the trigger on M1 Grand. I love the M1 Grand, I've always wanted one. Um, and I found one um, for a little over, I think it was like $1,100, which isn't bad considering right now what prices are. And I was going to go off from $900, maybe settle for $1,000 or whatever. And then I, I talked myself out of it Sunday morning because uh, I, I sit there and said, well, in a couple of years, it could be back down to about $700, $800. I don't have 30-06 right now, so having to go and buy 30-06 ammo for it. And then it takes, as Clover was saying to me, it takes actually a special kind of 30-06, which could inflate the prices even higher um, for that ammo. So I I, I, I did not pull it, um, which I don't upset because I, I, I can get those. They're not going anywhere. Um, but I've seen them online for $1,500 and all that. And that's why I thought, if I get this for 1000 it's really not a bad deal for a grant right now. Uh, hopefully in a couple of years, a year or so, they'll go down to 750 range where they typically uh, are and all of that. We'll see. Uh, Buck did say he was trying to talk me into. He was, and he did a hell of a job, and, and I almost did, but it just got to the point where I was just like, ugh. Um, so I got a super chat from HBO Matt. Thank you. All super chats go to uh, sending care packages to our uh, troops over Overseas and downrange, so thank you for that. He said eleven hundred dollars for Sport Two, a dollar around for five five six. That was the cheapest, by the way, probably two hundred and fifty dollars for a thousand of Wolf Primers, twenty five cents around for CCI Mini Mag, sixteen hundred dollars for a PSA AK forty seven, and ninety cents around for a Gila nine millimeter. Yeah, there was some stupid, stupid stuff, and we're gonna get into this stupid shit. Uh, the worst one I saw as far as just crazy, there are two things that I'll walk away with. One, a thousand rounds of 22 LR for $400. I said that right, $400. And a Diamondback AR that usually goes for $350 or so, $400. Uh, a Diamondback AR going for $1,700. So yeah, there's some crazy shit. Uh, Gary, what was kind of cool? What was the coolest thing you saw this weekend at Wanamaker besides snob? 
Oh, well, besides all the cool people I got to see and stuff like that, and uh, getting the chance right off the bat as soon as I got in the show of finding something that Snob had been looking for and getting the chance to text him and let him know, that was pretty cool. That was just a fluke. I just happened to see it as I was walking by. But uh, all the knives, there were some really cool knives in there and stuff like that, and uh, at pretty decent prices. So, and I kind of had my eye on those. So, uh, I mean, there were, of course, naturally many, many beautiful guns in there. There always are. That uh, one that Clover brought back that was in mint condition, that was really pretty. Which one was that the last one he got there at the tail end? I think it was the middle one, wasn't it? Yeah, he was talking about that first one, the one I had to wait for. Oh, Oh, it was downstairs. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that a beautiful gun. So yeah. lots of things. He, he got several really pretty guns this weekend. I, I know of two. I think he may have gotten three, but I know of two that he got that were really, really nice. Um, yeah, bring up the knives. And I, I totally forgot. to. I, I took him to work because a, a buddy of mine wanted to see him. Um, there was a Damascus knife guy there that um, 300 to 500 fold. Uh, Damascus. And I'm a big sucker for Damascus knives. I ended up buying five of them. Yes, I said five. But between Clover, Gary, Snob, Buck, Budget, I want to say we sold, like that guy sold like 15 or 16 knives in those two days to just our crew. Uh, but he he bought, he was buying the blades and then he, what he was, is he was the handle maker. And I wish I had them here because I, I bought five of them. Uh, they're Beautiful. You can go on my Instagram. I'll put some pictures out there, and I'll be putting more pictures and doing stuff on them. But beautiful blades, um, beautiful handles. Guy did a great job. Snobs probably got okay. So I've got the exact same one, except my handle is a little bit different color, but the exact same knife. Um, like I said, the Damascus. I'm a sucker for Damascus, but they're great. And when you buy them in bulk, like we were at three or four at a time between three or four people, you're getting them for twenty five, thirty dollars a blade which is crazy, and Gary's probably going to bring one of his up, I think. You ended up getting a couple, didn't you? Let me put this. Here we go. You're muted. Yeah, That's I realize it. that. I got three. This is the biggest one. This is the last one I got. Yeah, and um, so, yeah, he got three. Clover got a couple. Clover got a couple because the 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 um, – not because he wanted both of them, I don't think, but I think the, the handles – uh, matched, so he went ahead and bought two of them because they were matching handles. But, uh, but yeah, they're they're beautiful blades and great prices. So yeah, the, 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 there's a lot of cool blades there for sure. Um, go to Clover real quick, and aside from the guns that you bought, because obviously you're going to be fond of those, or you wouldn't have bought them. Yeah. But uh, what was kind of the coolest thing you saw this weekend? Um. Golly, so much. I mean, it's the largest gun show in the world, right? So it's like, right. where do you even start? Um, I, I will talk about a little bit about cool because of just the price and sort of echo what Snob was saying. So I've seen several Smith & Wesson Model 41s. If you don't know, uh, one of the best 22 target pistols around, um, semi-automatic target pistols around. I actually seen several of those in the $800 range which is pretty phenomenal for Smith & Wesson 41. And had I had that much money to spend, uh, I, I would have come home with one. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, 
maybe maybe next time they'll still have those and youtube will pay me some good sweet 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 money between now and then or something uh and i can bring home one but uh yeah it was that was exciting to see sucked because i couldn't afford them still but it was exciting to see that kind of a price on one of those and know that you know that's not an exorbitant amount i probably could save up or or something for uh, a subsequent trip right and and uh maybe pick one up that'd be cool yeah, I'm not sure I saw FNHL there. What's a decent price for one? I don't know if he's talking about the Polymer 80 that he and G23 were talking about earlier. I don't have a Polymer 80. Uh, Snob, I know you've got a little bit of experience, I think, with the Polymer 80s, haven't you? Do you know what a good price for one is right now? I don't know what they're going for. Okay, I didn't know. Uh, Rich I says... A, I bought one and probably not again. Gotcha, gotcha. Rich says Clover has a 22 problem and Jason Stewart has an M92 problem. So we need to have one big intervention. We've all got a lot of problems. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. HBO, another $5 super chat. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Really wish we would have stopped by and knew that we were there. It would be nice to meet you. Um, but it says, found the only young HMB bolt at the show. Also went to the laser engraving booth. Up top, got five mags and the Mandalorian Guns Are My Religion LED sign. I did not see the Mandalorian sign. Um, so <clears throat> I'm I wish I would. I'm sure Clover, if you would have seen that, you probably would have had to get one. Did uh, you see that one? No, I did not see it. Yeah, it was, it was right by the laser engraved mags. This guy oh. had all these signs, man. They were pretty. I wasn't looking for signs. Ah, that sounds funny. But I wasn't looking for signs. Signs, signs everywhere. Signs, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been kind of cool to see. Uh, I know that there were some T-shirts bought. Um, we got to stop by the guy that has the, all the Tombstone T-shirts. Those are great. And I think he had one that, that, that Gary got this year. It was the Kansas Law Dog T-shirt with Ike on, Ike's picture on there. So thought that was pretty cool. But you got to stop by the tombstone t-shirt guys are awesome snob says he's gonna restart the computer so all right so i'm gonna go i'm gonna start with clover and we're gonna work our way back and say um what was the worst priced like crazy like you gotta be outside your damn mind item that you saw there is there one that just sticks out in your mind Because there was a lot of it. There was a <laughs> lot of crazy yeah. ass shit out there. There was so, there was so much, right? That it's like, Golly. where do you where do you begin? Um, I seen what 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 was that again? Hmm. Well, I seen like uh like the SIGs, like the uh the the two twenties. You know, things like, you know, the things like that, mainly 220s. Man, I've seen some of them, and they weren't like the special models either that were like a grand plus. And I'm like, I'm not a big SIG guy, so maybe I'm unaware of something, but I was like, that's not right. That's a six or seven hundred dollar or something, maybe not eleven or twelve hundred. Right. Maybe eight hundred would be today's maybe. value. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and we're talking about you. We're not talking about a new gun. We're not talking about like a, a dealer with new stuff on the table. I didn't really even go to those tables, right? Because I don't go to gun shows, and in, in particular, the largest gun show in the world, to look at things that I can buy at any freaking gun shop and or online, right? 
So I don't even, those people don't even get my time really. Uh, Yeah. I'm talking about tables where it was like used guns and you're like, yeah, you're like you said, seven, 800 bucks, maybe, but 1200, what? Yeah. Um, First of all, Buck, I sent you a link. So check your email. You should have a link if you want to jump in. But uh, yeah, so Buck and I, this is Buck's first one. I was hoping Buck would come in because this is his first lawnmaker, but if he might be busy. But um, so Buck and I, he was out looking for a lever action rifle and he really wanted 357, but he would take maybe uh, 44, 41, 45, 70. He, would, he just wanted a lever action that was pretty cool. So we were on the lookout for it. And he was amazed down below uh, in the lower level. I don't know if there's a lot of some of the collectors, but he was like, he came across this one and and he says, oh, I think this is it. This is it. I said, what's that? And he said, uh, 350 bucks. Like, I'm in. And I looked down. I said, um, Buck? And he goes, yeah. And I said, that's 35,000. <laughs> right. He thought it was 350.00. Yeah. Nope. And it wasn't. It was 35. He goes, holy shit, 35 grand for a lever action. So uh, that was a crazy one. But he was like, I found it. I found it. I said, no, 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 you didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gary's out there putting links out there. It was great. There's a lot of that at that show. Um, yeah. That, um, you know, a lot of expensive stuff like that. You got to, you know, especially with FUD guns, man. Like, you know, give, give the FUDs all the crap you want. But FUD guns are expensive guns usually and there's some highly collectible you know rare stuff especially downstairs or i say downstairs on the lower level especially on the lower level uh there's some high dollar very collectible stuff it's awesome yeah i'm just glad buck didn't give him his credit card uh, right and i got declined he wouldn't have to, he wouldn't have to worry about it 35 grand but uh so David out there says today I saw a Gen 19 uh, G19 Gen 4 for twenty five hundred dollars on consignment at a local gun shop. I'm gonna say you might want to go find another local gun shop. Just saying, uh, that's craziness. Um, Gary, I've come to you and say, do you remember anything that sticks out in your mind? What was the craziest batshit like prices you saw on something? Well, let's see. I saw a box of 50 uh, Full Metal Jacket 38 Special for $69.99. Uh, there's a brick of Federal 22 that went for $150. And that wasn't even the worst, I guess, from what I hear. Well, and, it was priced. Well, it was priced that nobody's seen anything selling for that price, right? Well, that's because I've seen a lot of, especially on the ammo, and we'll get an ammo here a little bit later. Talk about because I got some stuff to say about that. But um, I've seen a lot of like marked through and changed prices multiple times where they kept lowering it, and it still wasn't getting sold. I saw stuff going up. One of the guns I was looking at started out at five fifty and went up to five seventy five. What the hell? Um, now, real quick here before you go back into that, I saw Buck and I saw maybe Roll Call was with us. We were looking for some Roll Call ammo. Uh, but we saw a box of a hundred of Winchester White Box 380 for $150. And I was like, that's just that's just yeah. stupid. Sorry, go ahead. So uh yeah, some ammo stuff you saw. Yeah, and uh there was one there's a pair of uh uh, 
side-by-side double-barrel shotguns. I forget, Snob, what were those going for? Wasn't it like 42.5 for the pair? Yeah, I think so. That was crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, there was some stuff they were Were, really proud of. Were they owned by Wyatt Earp? Or Doc Holliday owned those things originally? Yeah, you gotta love it. Uh, let's see here. Roll call. What's some crazy ass shit besides the hotel room Sunday night? What's some of the craziest shit you saw this weekend? Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man. I, I got a lot of cr- gripes and rants and days, man. And I don't know if I want to blow them all on your show now. No, no we'll in tomorrow night. Just give me one. Give me a teaser for tomorrow night. I would, I would say, uh, AKs and SKSs, man. SKSs. I'm glad someone said that. Fuck I me. Can, right. Look, right. look, man. I understand. I understand. That's these guns. Let the, these guns have value, okay? And they're iconic, okay? I get it. You know, they were used in certain wars. Uh, they were priced really low back in the day. I remember watching uh, crates of them being opened up, eighty bucks a piece out of the crate. I remember those days when I see an SKS for $1,300 or an AK for almost three grand. Yeah. And on top of it, it looks like poop. I am going to question it. Like I saw guns in Cosmoline, still in Cosmoline for $3,000. And that's one of the gripes that I have. I, I don't think those guns are worth it. I think they're cool. I think everyone should own one. But for the pricing that was at that show, that's a big gripe for me. Yeah. Add, uh, add Mosins to that as well. I those, those see Mosins prices. I didn't see what they were. They were, they were they were high for what they, they should. Yeah, do. I didn't see any Mosins. But when I was walking around with Road Call, we saw, I don't remember what that one SKS wasn't it wasn't even that good a shape at all, and it was twelve or thirteen high. It was unreal how much it was. You take the one off of that, and it's still a little high. Mm-hmm. Just saying, yeah, there was some SKS prices. I was like, it was so funny because we were talking Saturday night at the uh, at the restaurant, and we had a big crowd, and Stan was sitting next to me, and we were kind of talking about shit, and he's like, I'm embarrassed, like. I'm embarrassed to say that I have a gun shop at some of the prices that I'm seeing. And some of it was truly embarrassing. It was really bad. Uh, Snob will go to you and say, what was the craziest, like, what the hell moment you saw this weekend? The craziest one was the guy, and he had it all weekend. Imagine that. But he had a stripped Anderson lower for $225. 200 bucks. Yep. Yeah. Forget yep. about that. One. And I literally I saw stripped Anderson lowers at other booths for like $69 <laughs> at the and show. Which yeah, that's, that's too that's, high. That's, but that's double what they normally are, oh, yeah. but it is what it is. But yeah. I would understand $69, but the 225 just I just walked by and I was like, did I read that wrong? I went back and looked and I was like, nope. So, we're going to get into the ammo because on top of the g- ammo was everywhere. Well, there was no shortage of ammo. There was no shortage of ammo. There was shortage of good prices. But like Buck was saying out there, we'd be out there smoking and people would have like what do they call those little uh, dollies or not the trolleys, but the uh, wagons, little wagons and all this full of cases of ammo. 
And I'm thinking, I know what those are going for in there. And these people are buying five, 10,000 rounds of ammo. They're spending $10,000 on ammo at least. And it's just like crazy. So we've already talked a little bit about it, but let's kind of go in. I know Clover said he wanted to go into ammo a little bit. So I'll let you lead off. And, and um, what's up, JBP? How you doing? Um, go into some of the ammo shit that you want to talk about. Well, I'm going to let you have and raves real quick. One thing, one thing. Well, I've got two things that I want to say about the ammo. The yes, first is the first is that um, what annoyed me is I seen you know big box store security tags and labels and stuff on you can usually tell right on the ammo. Or Herder's so, brand or Monarch brand. So it was yeah. it was obvious that it was yes, it was store branded ammo, or it was obvious that they had, you know, picked that up over the last six months, whatever it is, at Academy, at Walmart, at Bass Pro, at wherever, and then they brought it up there and inflated the prices to something that's crazy. So, you know, instead of letting somebody else that actually needs the ammo leave it on the shelf and let them have it, you know, they were being freaking vultures, which annoys the crap out of me. And it's why situations like this same thing happened with in 2013 and years years past a lot of people weren't in the community then and didn't realize it but that's what prolongs this so when you people see people doing that you need to wag a finger at them to knock it off not that they're going to um but what was interesting to me because i picked up some some ammo um and what was interesting to me is the Roll call attest to this too. The vintage old oddball, the ammo that should be expensive because it's not mainstream. 4440 roll calls eight millimeter rimmed, you know. Whoa. Super great, super great deals. Super great deals on that. But yet nine millimeter and forty-five and two twenty-three and whatever, even twelve gauge, good lord, a box of uh five, just I don't even remember what brand, Rio or something. 12 gauge buckshot was like $25. Right. And so it's like, I don't get it. It's like, what better time to have a FUD gun right now? Seriously, because. Oh, oh I said, Buck actually picked up some, uh, he picked up a 300 blackout and we, we basically got, he had a lower at home. We got him an upper, uh, uh, his brace and buffer tube and spring and buffer and all that. So he's basically going to have a 300 blackout, but he also needed some 300 blackout ammo. And we found he got a couple boxes for $29, which um, seems a little high, but really was not for the show. We were driving home and he was going on some different ammo things. And he was like, man, they're selling for like $50, $60 around for, for 20 rounds of 300 blackouts. So he got a hell of a deal on that. Um, you have another thing you want to bring up on ammo there, Clove? No, that was it. Just the fact okay. that, you know, the more rare, obscure stuff, which should be higher, was. Yeah. Not, not. It wasn't just normal price. It was cheap. Yeah, I picked, I picked up. up I picked up. I picked up two fifty-round boxes of forty-four forty, which is typically seventy-five cents a round, maybe. I don't know, something like that, uh, for twenty dollars a box. And then roll call picks up boxes of eight millimeter rim, less than for eight dollars or something a box. I don't even know. He could tell and you. We'll, we'll bring that in. Crazy. We'll bring that in real quick. Uh, Snob, you were going to say something. I was just gonna say I picked up several boxes of seven five French for like fifteen bucks a box, and you can't find that nowhere for that if you can even find it for a buddy of mine. Yeah. Uh, so roll call um, picked up some eight by eight millimeter by fifty six. Um, he decided to go find other ammo to shoot in their in the rifle because 
the ammo that that he picked up at first is kind of interesting. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, man. So, and I'll let the cat out of the bag. I I don't have anything to hide. Hold on, let me grab my dog a treat real quick. Hold on. I thought it was a whole. Let me, let me uh, mute myself here. <laughs> this silence brought to you by Road Call 219's Rants and Raves every Wednesday night. Tomorrow should be a. It was already going to be a doozy until even before Sunday night at the motel. I can only imagine what rants and raves is going to be like this Wednesday. Just well, saying. Here's what I don't understand. You mm -hmm. wait until you're called upon to then go give your dog a treat. Right. Yeah. Like, what in the world is that about? He's he's blind. And, well, he's half blind. So I got to kind of usher him towards where to go. <laughs> you know? Just like what Patriot and Dark does. You know? But. Anyways, so yeah. so looking looking at this this gun, dude. So this gun is a Steyr. It's an M ninety five. It's in uh, what me and Clover looked up for it, and what I've seen online since I've researched this gun, and I have a ton of information on just the brand of firearm, not technically mine, but that gun is really cool. It, it is. is a thumper. This thing, I honestly, I'm going to tell you when I shoot it, you're not going to get, you know, a, a ton of clips out of it. You're not, you're not going to get a ton of clips out of it. From what I've watched online, this thing. And by is the way, they actually are clips. So no one out there is saying magazines. No, there actually are clips. So just right, shut yeah, up now. Exactly. They're, they're M blocks. <laughs> it, it, this gun takes an M block clip. So. Looking, looking at the ammunition for this gun, and by the way, Clover, you were right. That guy took that box of ammunition and he hid it under his pillow because it wasn't there when I went back to go buy it all. So this ammunition, it was uh, what? What is it? Uh, eight by fifty-six R. Eight by fifty-six. Yep. Uh, so not only did it come in its original box, original M block clips, it had a head stamp of the Nazi regime. So our guess, or me and Stan from SS Pawn, as you see, Clover shirt, his friends that he had bought there from abroad, <laughs> uh, from the show, uh, they, their consensus is this gun was captured uh, when it was surrendered or, you know, somebody perished and the Russians had uh, already zipped their own little serial number on it because it has no import. Yep. It has no import marks. I called my, uh, well, I didn't call him. I, I sent pictures to my surplus guy and sent him everything that I could find stamped. Opening up the bolt, Buck, I got it open. I got it open. Uh, but opening up the bolt, looking in the bolt, there was a little, a small, tiny portion of stamping on the bolt. And I sent it all to him. He's like, this thing is is probably going to be correct from what you heard from the guys that this was refurbished and armory. This wasn't yeah, above a reissued. Yeah, absolutely. It was a reissued gun. And somehow it made its way here. 
And so it's an interesting story on it. Now it, 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 it shoots the man liquor ammo or mm -hmm. as, as the, the, the true pronunciation, the mon liquor and ammunition, but it's from a, it, it's just the, the action of the bolt. Steyer actually, you know, kind of stole the, the design of it. And that's how this gun came, came upon us in uh, our lifetime. So, I mean, finding ammunition, because I was watching G's chat. I mean, people really like dug up what they had buried because they were so scared of anti-gun laws and Joe Biden's of the sort, because I found a ton of old ammunition. I, lo I looked at who I think it was gun snob. I looked at him. I said, do you know anything about Peter's ammunition? I'm like, I don't even know who Peter is. The box but, literally looked like they dug it out of their yard. Honestly, dude, it looked it that was, way. Dude, it was bad, dude. Like, I was finding stuff that when I picked up the so, box and looked at the stamp, this stuff was made in the early 60s. So so if you have been to Wanamaker, Wanamaker several times, and if you've paid attention and if whatever, there's a lot of old ammunition there. Um, you know, I've got one of my good buddies. In fact, there'll be a video that drops for his booth because we talk about old ammunition and rare stuff. Uh, that's one of the highlights of making that show. Uh, it's to do a video with him just, just talking about that kind of stuff. Uh, but there is a lot of ammo collectors and there is a lot of old ammo. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it square on the shoulders of people were just digging up stuff to try to get ammo to the show to make money and sell it because of the political climate that show always has a lot of ammo collectors and old ammo at it yeah so we were looking for ammo buck and i were out this is what sunday morning i, I think sunday morning sometime we were looking for stuff but we were like hey we'll come we'll try to look for some ammo for uh for real call so we go and we find some and it says eight millimeter and this that and the other and I, and Buck will attest to this. I said, is this 8x56R? And she's like, yes. And I was like, holy shit. They wanted like 20 bucks a box for it. So I call Roll Call. And Roll Call is at the bottom far corner, as far away from us as you can get. And I said, we got some ammo for you, bro. He goes, I'm on my way. And he must have like ran Carl Lewis style because he got there quickly. And we get there. And he's like, this isn't going to fit. This isn't, he goes, oh, no, this is 8 by 57 And I'm like, I, I literally just asked you, and you said it was. And um, so that didn't work. But we did end up finding just randomly, like, literally stumbled across it. Me, Roe, and Buck were looking. That's what kind of we saw those old 1911s, I think. And right now, and we saw uh, Roe, Roe, uh, P226 nut. We saw him. And right across from his, I was just kind of standing there while you were talking with Roe. And I looked down, and there it is. And uh, so we at least got you a, a couple uh, boxes of it for you. So that, that was at least better than nothing. Yeah, I told you. I mean, <clears throat> Watermaker is like one of those shows that you don't give up. And yep. that's what I tried to stress the budget. I'm like, don't get frustrated. You will turn <laughs> that corner off the end of the aisle, and yep. there will be that glory piece that you've been looking for. And yep. I looked at Ghost, and I said that. And while I was over there rambling, my jaws over there uh, to to nut man, I, he said, oh, "Rogal, Rogal." I looked over, and said, it's right here, it's right here. I said, "I told you." As soon yeah. as we turn the corner on one of these just BFE aisles, 
out in the middle of nowhere, you'll yeah. find it. And that's how we found that ammunition. And the, it's fun it's to have a, a needle in the haystack is what it is a watermaker. Literally, you know, it's, it's fun to have a, a wish list and go in there going, oh, because it's such a big show and, and you can almost find just about anything in there. It's always fun to have a wish list. No, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to look for this and look for that, and look for this. But you can almost throw that out of the freaking window because you're absolutely right. You're going to turn a corner. Something's going to catch your eye. and You're going to be like, holy crap. And the next thing you know, who cares about what you went there for the list? You can't turn away from whatever it is. Right. That's right. Um, yeah. And that's a cool thing. Um, snob Gary, do you have any uh, cool ammo that you saw or a, a crazy ass ammo price store that you want to bring up? Yeah, all the ammo I saw was crazy ass priced for the most part. Yep. I will I say this. Believe it. Yeah, I will I say this real quick. We went to what is that place, Snobby? Bill's Gun Shop or something? Bill's Sporting I, Goods in Claremore? Yeah, we went there. I bought ammo cheaper there than I did at the show. So well, I, yeah, I, I picked up a box of nine and a box of five, five, six. So that should tell you what we're looking at the prices. And one more little note. The mm-hmm. Arm 422, that's just a solid lead nose. I saw a price tag at one point for $30 a box. I looked at that guy, it's like $30 for, for a couple of boxes? And he's like, no, $30 a box. And that's when I shut my trap because, you know, I'll get <laughs> <laughs> You might have gotten kicked out if you would have gone on, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the cheapest 9 millimeter I saw was running about 90 cents and the most expensive I saw was two fifty two dollars and fifty cents around per round uh five five six was about the same but that that thousand rounds of of 22 for four hundred dollars I mean good lord I mean even if you just came up with a number that sounded bad shit crazy you wouldn't have come up with four hundred dollars for a thousand rounds of 22 lr so that was probably the worst for me that I saw. God bless. Uh, there was there was one company there. I don't remember the name of it. It was an ammo company. Had a sign, ammo company. You know, some ammo company, XYZ ammo company, whatever it was. They had white boxes and they were bulk packs of all different calibers, five hundred round bulk packs. Okay. And they had nine millimeter for three fifty, three hundred fifty for five hundred rounds. So that's what I mean, that ain't cheap. That's but at that. least they weren't like the scalpers buying it up at Academy or Bass Pro and taking it there and selling it, but. I said, if I was going to buy it and had to have it, I'd buy it from them, you know. Well, could you not? Could you not buy it up at Academy? I'm not trying to give people ideas. Could you not buy it up Bass Pro Academy? You make all the circuits, right? Then you dump for the prices you're going to charge, right? Which are obviously inflated. Could you not then take certain brands and head stamps, dump them all together, put them in different white boxes, and then sell them? And then nobody would think that you're scalping ammo because it's in a different box. That and you're going to jack up the prices enough. I know because I reload. So I've bought those cardboard boxes. In fact, I've got boxes of boxes, which sounds weird. On a shelf right over there, I can point to them where that I use for my reloads. And so those, those boxes are cheap. Mm-hmm. And you can just repackage them and throw them out there, print a little label, throw it on it, whatever. And somebody, nobody would know the difference. I just said I didn't fall for that trick. Because I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a lot of stuff in baggies 
on tables and there was a lot of stuff right. yep. just yep. in those little white boxes with mm-hmm. a label on it that just yep. labeled what the caliber was. Yeah, well this this place had I don't know, there had some ammo company on it. It said remanufactured ammo. It was all brass case. I'm sure it was just some little ammo company, but yeah, I could absolutely see you being able to do that. Yeah. Uh Wes was uh, saying he didn't see Fort Scott. They were not there. Not really any reason for them to be if you think about it. Yeah. Why waste the money? Right. They can sell all their ammo, right, <laughs> without even going. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, there was there was an ammo place kind of right in front of our table uh, on the main aisle. And I stopped by there, and they had Tula, Steel K762 by 39. And I, I saw it. I was like, oh, let's just go see. I, <laughs> I've seen that, too. Yeah. I mean, once again, you could come up. With just hey, I'm gonna fuck somebody over and name a price, and it wouldn't come close to some of the prices that were out there. It was unbelievable. Like these people have lost their damn minds. I will tell you that outside of guns and ammo, um, there were a lot of stuff that was out there for really good price. I saw a lot of optics that were uh, really really good priced. Obviously, holsters were normal price and all that. Oh just, man, that. The, the booth that was next to our table that had the cowboy rigs and All stuff. All the leather stuff. Yeah. yeah. Those were nice, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had belts. Uh, they had the holster. That, basically, if you were going to shoot cowboy, you could have left there with everything that you needed uh, as far as setup. But it was it looked like it was really quality stuff, and they were really cool. They had a dog up there Sunday. And I didn't. It might have been there the whole time. I never saw it until Sunday. Um, but I was where that thing was going to fall off a little because they had that they had their booth was pretty high. Um, <laughs> at least for me, I, I'm short, so I know Snob it probably wasn't that that high, but for me, I would have had to have rock climbed. Yeah, I would have had to have rock climbed uh, <laughs> up there. You know, you were talking about road call. I will say, believe it or not, when that shows at its busiest point on Saturday, a fat boy, whenever somebody texts him and tells him there's a uh, 1076 for about $500 cheaper than you've ever seen it before. You can make it from the bottom corner of the lower left level to the opposite corner of the upper level in no time at all. And I told them, I told Gary, I said, you know, those people you hate that just kind of barge through and push through people when I you're trying good. to look at stuff. That was 100% me. Yeah, I was but the you biggest jerk it. in the world. Yeah, but you got it. So it was so all worth What gets me is the people that will congregate in an aisle and have a, have a community, have a talk. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. this with well, that show. I mean, there is steady traffic flow, right? The whole show. And for whatever reason, people just decide they're just get, instead of getting off in a corner. Hey, let's go over here and talk. You know, they just stop right in the middle of everybody and start having a conversation. And you're like, no, just no. You know, I, I, I did notice, um, and it want to make all gun shows, but especially want to make If you've never been, you need to go obviously, but, a lot of people walking around with rifles slung over their shoulder with a sign saying, you know, for sale or whatever, ask for price or whatever. Or homemade and t-shirts. Most, what's that? Or homemade t-shirts. <laughs> or the AFT t-shirt. We did see, or Clover did see an AFT uh, t-shirt. So that had to have been hot off Possibly, the Possibly the first sighting of an, AT, uh, an AFT agent. The first sighting of an a- AFT agent. I don't think I've ever seen one before. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, we, it was groundbreaking. They, they too, do uh, exist, apparently. Apparently, they do, and it's a new, it's a new organization created by Biden, like last Thursday, and on Saturday there's a T-shirt. So yeah, he, 
he might he might have been the first hire. Honestly, he really could have. He might have been the first hire. Yeah. So if, if he's the first hire, is he the head of it? Do we possibly well, meet the head of the AFT? Well, I mean, once you get into that put or put into that position, I mean, don't you have an obligation to attend the largest gun show in the world? I, I think you do. I sure. think so too. So yeah. it makes sense. It makes total sense. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I was running into something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, you were that. talking about. What were you talking about? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not that smart. He was okay. talking about how fast I seen the gun snob move. This guy looked back at me, and he's like, "Gary's over here." I said, "Don't wait on me, man. Don't wait on me. I'm I'm over here squirreling at this glass case that I'm probably not going to afford anything into it." Well, you were talking about the first time you'd seen something, I think, too. I don't know what it was. Oh, oh, yeah. So, so the guys walking around with Astro Price and having selling their own rifles, for the most part, when I was hearing someone like, "Hey, what do you want for that? What do you want for that?" For, for me, um, for the most point, most part, most of the people that were selling their own firearms um, over the shoulder were pretty reasonable. They were much yeah. better priced than the yeah. tables were. So Agreed. I wonder if those people did a lot of business this weekend because uh, they were way lower than the, the tables were. I see yeah, a lot of, I see a lot of people walking in and walking out with, uh, with, with firearms that did not have the little, I bought this at a table tag on it. Yep. So um, who's that snob? Go ahead. I was just going to say, I didn't think there was as many people, though, this year walking around with bags and signs or rifles mm-hmm. as there normally is. I mean, there was still a bunch. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't think there was as many because, you know, a lot of years you can't walk through there because everybody has a rifle strung over their shoulder with a wooden dowel rod down the barrel with a sign on it saying, you know, what they want for it. And you would think that this would be the year of any year that you want to do it. This would be the year that you would say, you know what? I've got six ARs over there. I can probably go sell one. And this would have been the year to do it. But I, I think you're right. Now, Buck and I were outside. I don't know, maybe Snob and, and Gary and, and Clover were out there and Real were out there with us. I don't remember. But I know that Buck and I were out there because we almost, like, shit ourselves. So we were outside smoking, and the door opens up. And you know they had those big old gray 50-gallon trash cans that were on rollers all over the place? This dude walks out with one of those trash cans, and the entire thing was full of rifles. And we're like, holy shit. Like, that dude bought a ton of rifles. And he was having, instead of carrying them, he just put them all in this trash can and wheeled them out to his car and then brought it back and was, was gone. I was like, wow. Like a trash can full of rifles. So if he bought them from private sales, or t- he spent a lot of money probably on, on all these rifles. It was it was kind of cool to see that, though. I was like, wow. You know, as, as bad as prices are, it's nice to know that the consumers are still out there being consumers and all of that because um, I was hearing, and I'll let you guys just jump in, guys, but I heard from many, 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 many people that were having booths there that by Saturday afternoon, they had already broken records for like 25 years of sales at Wanamaker. So yeah, I don't I know heard. number of guns or obviously with inflated prices, you might sell the, yep. the, 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 the amount of money. 
but they were talking records being broken on Saturday afternoon. So with, with some of the regulars that I know that have been to that show for many, many years, some of them almost as long as it's been going on, mm-hmm. uh, every one of them had the same. They were like, oh, my God, we we uh, one of them was like, I had to go back to the shop last night and weld a bunch of stuff up. As a matter of fact, talking about Saturday night. He like spent Saturday night literally welding stuff up to get to the show Sunday because they had sold out, but people were going to come back Sunday and, you know, and, and pick up more. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was crazy. They, they were definitely doing good business. The people that I, that I talked with. Yeah. I was talking with Scott on Sunday from Celtic coasters mm-hmm. and he said, this is by far their best show. And he said, I think it's cause you know, everything was high. So people yeah. weren't buying the other stuff. So they were buying, you know, a nice holster. Stuff like that. That was yeah, still every time I, I hit Scott's booth, they always had two, three, four people in yep. front, like every time. So it was mm-hmm. great. It was busy all both days. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're going to kind of transition a little bit since we were talking about this. Um, oh, oh, shit. 223 says, had a friend of bought a Heritage 22 for 315. So Buck, Ouch. Buck, if he was in here, I think he would tell you. That one of the worst things he saw was um, a, a Heritage Rough Rider for two sixty nine, but I can't, it was crossed out for two sixty nine. So I think it was over three hundred was the original price, and uh, for a Rough Rider, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Um, that was oh, that's right. So Buck is also said. So we were out Sunday morning. Um, Right before we went to go have our eleven thirty lunch over with the the Philly cheesesteaks, but we were out there smoking, and the Philly cheesesteak guy was outside smoking. He came he was like, "What's up, man?" and all that. And I was like, "You gotta have been busy, haven't you?" And he goes, "So first of all, they ran out of cheese Saturday afternoon at the Philly cheesesteak place. Uh, they brought two and a half boxes of cheese and ran out Saturday. Um, they weren't accept- expecting it. They sold in just Saturday alone. They sold three hundred and twenty sandwiches." And he said that this was by far a record-breaking uh, weekend for the cheesesteaks there at Wanamaker. So I mean, they were pretty good. Okay. So so here's the thing. So I, I, I always get one every day, and they're $10, and they are unreal. So y'all always raved about the, the Philly cheesesteaks, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care for them. I never have cared for them. My wife got one, and I took a bite. Um, that's all I was allowed to take. But yep. uh, next show, I will be having a Philly cheesesteak. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I understand. I'm converted. <laughs> you don't have to rag on me anymore. Next show, you will see me with the Philly cheesesteak. Interesting happen. interesting <laughs> fact, though. We were out there on Sunday afternoon sitting outside, and same dude was sitting out there smoking. The and ball, Stacy the was talking. Guy. Yeah, the guy yeah. was making the Phillies for us. Yeah. Stacy yeah. was yeah. talking to the gal beside us, and she was from North of Tulsa. I said, oh, we are too. Anyways, kind of told her the direction we were from, and uh, he's like, Anyway, something about it, something another, and he said something about it. And I said, "We're from Chelsea." He said, "Huh, I'm from Chelsea." He, anyways, come to find out, I went to school with his younger brother. No kidding! Wow. Yeah, his That's younger brother was a couple years younger. Than me, so, but yeah. are we getting hooked up with cheesesteaks next time we go? I, I think so. I think we're. I think we're in good. He's going to give us like double meat or something, probably. You know. Yeah, man. Like, hey, you know, these, these guys were talking about it, and I always do the chicken on a stick, or I do the 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 cheese, just a big. The big deep fried cheese, yeah, or, the, sure. or the katana sword sized corn dog. Oh my yeah, god! That too, yeah, that the katana, in the katana side chicken on a stick. That thing was a fucking club. Mm-hmm. You could have hurt someone with that. Yeah, that thing was huge. And I and I told Budget about it, 
And I sit down to eat my cheesesteak. I look over. He's got a big old chicken on a stick, man. Like, it, it, it looks like that thing looks like it was like a caveman club. I mean, mm -hmm. it was enormous. Mm -hmm. Like a, it, it was, it was, it looked good though. And he said it was wonderful. But I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not saying it's a, it's a Philly cheesesteak. If you're a cheesesteak fan, I would be willing to bet it's the greatest cheesesteak at a gun show in America. I would probably say oh, that it's got to be hands bit. down, and I only had one bite. Yeah. Hands down. And it's unbelievable. Uh, I really love Phillies. I get them a lot of places, and it's one of the better ones I've ever got. I don't know. Same here. If I go back, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a review on the cheesesteak and ask to get behind there, and he's gonna swab that up. He's gonna swab that up. And by the way, put your put your channel name on your ticket. I don't oh, know Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so he got all excited whenever dude screams. I said subscribe, like, and hit that notification bell. <laughs> Easiest way to advertise. Easiest way. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. I never thought about that. I'm, I'm good for some things, but that I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my name on this, on this <laughs> cheesesteak. And all of a sudden, everybody, John, Bob. <laughs> Right. Roll call. I'm like, yeah, and he buddy. did like he yelled at roll call. Yeah. I mean, whenever a dude says Trey or Kent, nothing, yeah. nobody subscribes. Roll call's like, oh, just getting 10 subscribers right there. He's like, damn, I just got seven subscribers in like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. The only thing that I wish they would have there are fries. And I know there are fries at the burger joint on the other end over there. But if he had like a little basket of curly fries or something to go along with it, my wife wanted that too when she got her when she got her cheesesteak. She's like, they don't have fries, so yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I think they could do well so if they. If you yeah. find out, if you want to talk to him and say, hey, you know, that might be something you look into because I think he can make an absolute killing for a cheesesteak. Wouldn't it be that bad if they just had fries at the food booth right next to it? Right next to it, yeah. No, you had to go all the way across. And I'm not going through that just to get an order of $4 fries. Sorry. So yeah. Steven out there says, was there hot chicks and bikinis selling guns there? Um, selling guns? No, but the attack uh, girls were there. The they're always, there. they're always there. So bikinis pretty close to bikinis. I mean, with what they wear, but uh, yeah, the tactical girls or whatever, always there. So yeah, when they bent over, look like they were wearing dental floss, right? Jesus broke off. I wasn't looking. I was a good husband. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes God blesses you, and this is that's one of the times. <laughs> but that's a, that's that's a cool. You know, I tried to get budget because it was his first time going, right? And I tried yeah. to tell him about the tactical girls, and I'm like, dude, go over there and get some Instagram pics or something. You you will get no, Instagram subscribers. I'm like, they'll eat that up. I'm like, I don't know how good it'll do on YouTube or anything like that. But if you just throw a few pics, you know, with the tactical girls on on Instagram, man, you'll get you'll get several hundred followers in the weekend, easy. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh... Budgets and Bucks first. And it was so funny because I wish Buck was in here. He's probably still at work. Um, okay, so here's something real cool. So Buck, I'm not going to tell you where he works and all that, um, but Buck is going to be working on something that is pretty awesome. So there is someone that bought an, a, 
a space shuttle, like a, an actual space shuttle that went out into space. And they're turning it into a food truck. Don't ask me why. But he's going to be one that's putting in the uh, an engine, a diesel motor, um, into this thing. But it's, it's the fuselage of an actual space shuttle that was up in space, turning it into... A, a a food truck and they're working on that right now. So he you see he Buck says he's never gonna link. Everyone else here was on the same email, Buck. That might be uh, even cooler than the Wiener Mobile, huh? Um yes. And if he wants to come in, the link is there in the chat now, Link. So uh come on in, Buck, and you can maybe tell people about it. But anyway, so Buck starts calling me like Tuesday night. You know, he's all excited and he goes, uh so what do I need to bring? We're going through this, that, and the other, you know, as far as cameras or clothes. I said, make sure, bring whatever cameras you want. Two things that you must, 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 must bring with you at all times. Comfortable shoes and either long underwear or compression shorts because you don't want to get <laughs> rough. Yes. Um, not, not having those. Um, but he shows up and he, he said he repacked three or four times that week. and was so excited and all of that. Um, and when he gets in here, we'll, we'll ask him what he thought. Cause I told us that what's going to happen for you, unfortunately, this will go for anyone. Basically you'll never look at a local gun show in the same light. Again, it's going to ruin you for local gun shows. And it's not because of just the massiveness of it. It is massive. 11 acres under one building, um, for over 4,000 booze and 20 to 25,000 people a day rolling through there. The massiveness of it is going to ruin it. But kind of what we were talking about earlier is you can go through a local gun show and and be done in an hour, maybe two at max, and see everything in there. And whether you were looking for it or not, you would know what's there. You're never going to do that. You're The part of the fun of Wanamaker is going with your list of the three, four, five things that you're looking for, and it's almost like a scavenger hunt, like trying to find what you're looking for because most of the time, most of the time, except for Snob, um, most of the time what we were all looking for, we didn't find or we found other stuff, and that is the beautiful thing of just turning it, like you said, turning a corner, oh, Look at that. That's pretty awesome. Look at that price. Holy cow. I've got to have it. That's what makes Wanamaker so fun. So um, You said that. I spent four shows looking for that gun, and this is the, the one I found it at. When I didn't yeah. think I would find it this year. I thought this will be the year there's no chance. Um. Okay. Uh, Steven says, strange question. Did you ever worry about No. Absolutely. I didn't even carry it at the show. I don't even care. I had I, I I carry over the weekend when I was not in the show. I carried and but I locked up my gun in the lockbox. I didn't even bring it inside. I locked it in the lockbox in the car. Mine may uh, or may not have been in my backpack. But here's the thing: my backpack stayed at the table the past yeah. majority of the time. Yeah, um, so, no, yeah. absolutely. That question is absolutely no. Yeah. No, uh, I, I carry all through the show. I I carry it all through the show. Uh, I carry through Illinois. I carry wherever I can carry. I mean, if we can get on this subject, no, nah, man, all gun laws are infringement, and I'm not taking. No, no, we're not talking about gun laws. We're talking about did you ever feel unsafe? Right, right unsafe. Oh, yeah, man, I'm going to tell you. There's a, if you looked at people's hips, and if you looked at ammunition, 
they still had their magazines and there's ammunition everywhere. everywhere. Which <laughs> so all you had to do was duck behind something for a few and load your mag. All right. That's right. Yeah. Never worried about that at one bit. Uh, let's bring Bucky. What's up, homie? Uh, How's going, on, and uh, we had a great time. I enjoyed riding over there and back with Buck and, um, I'll kind of bring you in and uh, TJ, what's going on? My homies out there. Um, I want to bring Buck in and say, you know, what was the, I brought the rough rider, but was that the craziest bat shit price thing you saw at the, at the gun show this weekend? What was the craziest thing you saw? Uh, when my heart broke, when I found out that damn lever gun was $35,000 instead of three fifty, Yeah. Yeah. I thought I had one there and there you was did. one time you know, I did said, sell on site. Okay, what's Man, that? I ain't, I ain't gonna mention that. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Did it about. involve the rain? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was just worried it was the guy driving in the rain made you feel unsafe. No. No, no. I, uh, everything was good in the rain until it made me get outside and look for our tornadoes. <laughs> I was riding on the roof. I put what he's talking about in the private chat. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Won't bring that up. But, yeah, that was interesting, oh, yeah. to say the yeah. least. Um, um, so, Buck, your first time to Wanamaker, I want to ask you, one, was it what you expected or different? And what are you leaving now? Wishing that you would, oh, I'm, I'm not going to ghost you right off the bat. So, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, was it, was it what you expected or different? Well, I kind of had an idea, but it was about five times greater than what I expected. Yeah. I, I was kind of overwhelmed a lot, but, you know. I mean, wall, and I, and I wall. think that's what a lot of people are. We can tell you how massive this thing is going to be, but it's usually even bigger than what people have in their minds. Um, I remember Saturday morning we pulled in. It was about 7.30, and we pulled in there, and I said, there it is. He goes, holy cow. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah just one. Like the almost full already at 7.30, you know. I would I would venture a guess that just one floor is easily four times or more the size of most gun shows. Just one easily, floor. A easily. Big show. A oh, big, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've been to other gun shows. Bottom section. <laughs> I've been to other gun shows at that building in that same building. Okay. The regular gun shows, they have them sometimes in that building, and they have them only on the lower level. The top level is something else. I've seen them when it's at the top level is a craft show and. Other stuff, and only on the lower level, and it's not. And the tables are a lot farther apart, bigger aisles. You know, it doesn't even fill up the lower level. And what's the lower level? Probably a third of the whole building, if that. If that, yeah, I'd say it's two thirds up top. A third. That's probably a rough, a, a good rough estimate. Yeah, and I mean, sure. it's like it's like so spread out compared to how these aisles are. You know, somewhat cramped. It's really spread out, and you know, not nothing like that was. I, if they say it's 11 acres, I'd probably say the upper one is probably eight and maybe the lower one's three. Would you kind of, yeah, probably, probably about right. right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It was nuts. So now Buck, I want to kind of go back to you and we've all been there multiple, multiple, multiple times. Um, is there anything next year, knowing what you know now is, is there things that you would do differently next year on how to attack Wanamaker? 
Yeah, I'm definitely going in there with a plan this next time. He's like, yeah, my plan is to like, bring more cash. Cut it into thirds. Yeah. And try to get another credit card. About three of them with me. <laughs> well, by the way, the ATM lines were fucking insane. Yeah. This yeah, I was accidentally waiting crazy. at an ATM line, waiting on a Philly once, and didn't realize I was. Yeah, exactly. It's only a two hundred dollar limit. You get two hundred dollars out at a time. Yeah, so, uh, so people two hundred dollars right back in two hundred dollars, but right back in two hundred dollars. Yeah, what are you gonna what are you gonna buy there for two hundred dollars? Seriously, a whole. I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna see about renting a booth there and just have nothing but ATM machines the whole way around, and charge like ten cents less than that they charge for the fee. They were charging what like four or five dollars or something like that. It was like three ninety five. Yeah, right four at four, yeah, right at four bucks. I'm sure the venue would have a problem with that, but you could make a killing. Oh yeah, you could if they, <laughs> if you get by with it, you could. Yeah, yeah, they. Um, yeah, it was so funny because, you know, I was like, you know, we, we were we were driving home Sunday night and we we're both tired and our feet were hurting and our backs were hurting. And I said, you ready to do it again? He goes, I can't wait. I can't wait. So I'm glad you had a good experience, Buck. It is truly something that you will want to experience once in your life, no matter where you are. Um, yeah, you know what the I, best thing about I, this show I is? Would, okay. I would agree with the experience at once, but if you ever go once, you're, you're, you're gonna, gonna go back. You're, you're yeah. gonna want to go back every single time. Yeah. What's up, Snub? I said, you know what the best thing about this particular show was? Actually having it, and actually oh, getting out and getting to do well, stuff yes. again, and being it was well, yes, it was normal in there for most of it. I mean, yep. everything was pretty much normal. It was like life yep. has returned. Right. <laughs> it was hilarious. So we got in there about seven thirty or so on Saturday morning. And uh, so we knew the gates opened at eight. So we kind of just booked and I just kind of like started walking around a little bit, kind of looking, getting a guess of what prices were going to be just real quick. And eight o'clock rolls through and, and people start coming in and about eight fifteen, eight thirty, you hear the loudspeaker. Oh, the announcement. Yeah. <laughs> announcement uh, due to the, uh, according to the department of health, the mask mandate is in effect. Please blah, 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 blah wear the mask and all that. The other, I looked around, and I'm not joking when I say this. The entire weekend, I might have seen five people, yep. including the security guards, yep. with masks on. And they didn't do shit, didn't give a shit. It was wonderful now, to be. Now, whenever again. we first got there on Saturday, the security yeah. guard was not wearing a mask. They no, put it on no. after that thing. They actually put a face mask on. It wasn't a shield. It wasn't a yeah, mask. It was a shield, it was, yeah. It was, but yeah, you know, when they walked in, there was they even the security guards did not have, and I think they were probably told to put those on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was wonderful to be free again. It was wonderful to be around people and and to see that kind of a massive um, undertaking happen finally, and the people showed up. And regardless if prices were crazy batshit nuts or not, a lot of currency changed hands in. Um, a pro gun fashion, so that was wonderful to see as well. Uh, we got I got to go to Whataburger, uh, which was great. I want to say, uh, was it Budget's first time or who's it was someone's first time to have Whataburger, was it not? Budget hadn't had Whataburger for 30 years, he 30 used years, to work at one in Arizona. That was the last time he had Whataburger, and he got to have it the first time. I filmed it. 
And I have never seen a grown man be so happy. Yeah, so we got there. Uh, HBO says it was glorious. Surprise, no CNN coverage of Doom. Exactly. Uh, so we got there Saturday night, and we got there a little bit late because we had the storm of the century uh, between Muskogee and, and Tulsa. Friday night, sorry, Friday night. So everyone was gracious enough to wait for us an extra hour to go to eat. That wasn't my to- vote. I'm just saying. I know it wasn't. And I told everyone, <laughs> don't wait for us. We're going to stop by and get Whataburger anyway, so we didn't care. Um but yes, we get there. We decided to go to Whataburger, and um, so we, we're ordering food and all that. And I'm we, we got this big table for all of us. But it sits down next to me, so I get up real quietly and I walk over and I see one of the uh, the waitresses or people that work there. And I said, I said, excuse me. She goes, yeah. And I said, do you have a bib? And she's like, I'm sorry. It's like a bib for like a kid. She goes, no, we don't. She goes, but we have like one of those clear aprons that we have to cook food with. And I was like. Can I get one? She's like, yeah, what's going on? I said, you see that guy right over there? That's pointing towards budget. She goes, yeah. And I said, will you drop it off and say something like, hey, sir, you know, we really appreciate if you wore this. So she comes over and she was like, sir, we noticed that you're a little messy with the food. Do you mind putting this on? It was hilarious. Um, And they got me back at Texas Roadhouse the next night. But it was nice. Like I said, just to be around everybody and, and, being able to give someone a hug and, and say hi and, and actually see them. It was great. And then you, we saw Mark, like I said, with Umarex and Axion. We saw Stan with SS Bond. Stan and his buddy came out and eat with us Saturday night. It was just wonderful. It was <laughs> they would have came Friday if Clover would have mentioned Claremore in the text, apparently. First. This is true. Yes, I did were- mention Claremore. <laughs> I did mention Claremore. I okay, he just misread it. He just yeah. misread it. Then, yeah, he I misunderstood. Guess. It was not my fault. But in all honesty, I don't know that they'd have drove out. No, I don't think they would have drove anyways. That was too far from where they were staying. (laughs) For the record, for the record, I did ask Whataburger every time I go down there. I did lobby for them to build a Whataburger up here in Northwest Indiana or in the Northwest somewhere. Uh, When the lady came back, because I asked for a manager. She probably thought there was some griping going on and I begged and I pleaded and I asked her, please do it. And the only, only response I got back from her is have an athlete do it. So if anybody knows like a real, real, real famous athlete, I'm going to start pulling my connections and hopefully we'll have one. We'll have one built. We've got some connections to Pat Mahomes. I wonder if that's big enough. Do it. Do it, please. I, I can do that. I can make that happen. Yeah. I mean, I kind of know that I can make the water broker happen, but putting a bug in his ear. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I know a big YouTube star, Rokal. I can get his, I can get him to do this for you. Ghost, can award? you please, Ghost, can you please call Whataburger and see if they'll build one for Rokal? I can't even get one to build one of fucking Arkansas. What the <laughs> fuck do I care about Indiana for? Right? Uh, <laughs> I'll have you know, I was in Rogers yesterday and there's they a Whataburger in Rogers. They do. They oh, have one Rogers and Texarkana. It's the Fayetteville area. They have one up there. They have one um, in Texarkana. And supposedly there's a plan to build one this year in Little Rock where the new Bass Pro is. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. So Stephen, my special harness for my dog so he can carry a box of ammo. So that's one of the craziest fucking things I ever saw this weekend. I forgot to bring this up. 
A lot of people have service dogs. I'm all for it. I think it's great. Um, service dogs are wonderful. They they do help a lot of people. That that being said, um, saw a service dog this weekend. A little chihuahua with the service dog vest on. Okay, sure. I'll 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 give you a chihuahua could be a service dog. Except the fact that it's being pushed around in a fucking baby stroller by the owner. And it had like the little, you know, you know, strollers that had that little table for the kids to put their stuff on. It had dog treats and all that on the table. This chihuahua is sitting in a baby stroller being pushed around Wanamaker by the owner. And I almost lost it. I was, I should have gotten a, a picture of it. Um, but yeah, I, that's just something you just. It's what it is, but uh, I had a great time. Uh, Travis out there, and uh, do uh, he said he'll do some promo work for Whataburger. Um, I'll 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 shill. Spelled it correctly too. Notice that yeah, he did. He he did see that Whataburger, baby. Um, I, I will do pretty much anything for Whataburger uh, to get it here. I'm just saying, pretty much anything that's legal. Um, yeah, all these guys the are all spoiled. They're all spoiled from it. They don't understand the struggles of people up here. I had I when I posted my stuff. We don't have that's simply that's simply not true. I resent that because we spent all weekend. Tulsa is one of the few places we can have Genghis Grill, and we did not have Genghis Grill the entire time. The opportunity we didn't have the breakfast place. Sunday night, breakfast. Sunday night, we were trying to get home, bro. That was not even close to a priority Sunday night. So we didn't have Genghis Grill. We didn't have our breakfast place, which we will not speak the or name Krispy of. Krispy And we didn't have the Krispy Kreme challenge with the Wendy's Frosty. Well, we didn't have we were just Kreme, down the street period. from Krispy Kreme. So you all just we chickened out on that. I also had so much food at Texas <laughs> yeah. Roadhouse that I yeah. felt like a fucking blimp that night. Yeah, yeah, I loved every second of it. <laughs> that loaded, that loaded sweet potato, man. Whoo, oh, it worked man. on me. Oh, those are good, man. man. But it was worth it. Oh, it I've so had too. Yeah, y'all lucky y'all won that air table because we couldn't get no damn rolls. Somebody kept falling <laughs> them. I don't know what uh, you're talking uh, about. <laughs> Uh, we got we well, Stan, and I, Clover and I ate about ninety percent of the rolls on our table. I yeah, um, Stan, my Stan and my wife, his buddy Gizzard. I mean, yeah, they didn't eat much. It was pretty much me and you. I, I ate at least eight. I would say at I would least say that's a fair estimate. Eight, fair estimate. I quit okay. counting after six, and I'm sticking with that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. also took a bunch home with you. <laughs> I did, a, and what's bad? I forgot about them. So no, oh, that's bad. I, I will say this. When Snob picks a restaurant, this one was okay. Because right. when I tried to order my beer for some god awful reason, yeah. they did not have my beer. They yeah. ran out okay. of beer. How do you run okay. out of beer? You okay, since we're run out of beer. You cannot run out of beer when I sit at a table. Since we're dogging on snob picking restaurants, okay. Um, I will give you that. It, decent, right? He he hasn't redeemed this himself a, yet. This is a change. We know why. Texas well, that, that's first of all. But here's the other thing is I did not get my fries with my order. I mean, to be fair, that's I should have had. I should have had fries, and I should. they didn't bring them out, dude. You should have said I, I should have mentioned it. 
Okay, they but Satan. they still forgot them. They still forgot them. That you only had a crowd of 12 people. They forgot them, right? They didn't, so, they didn't brought me ice cream with uh, chocolate hey, syrup. On, we're so. glossing over the, the <laughs> most awesome part. We're glossing over the most awesome part of the trip to Roadhouse. That was the goose in the parking lot. Oh, no. Oh, I forgot about goose. that. The goose in the cold. Oh, He's in the coldest parking lot, Old Maverick, we saw Maverick in the parking lot. It was a big ass goose that hey. was just chilling, man. And did you see when we left? When we left, anyway, that sucker was in the middle of the parking lot, laid down. <laughs> I guess he lives cool. there. I don't know. He don't give two craps, man. It's so, like cars had to go around him. Weird question. We're just having fun tonight. So, guy that comments says, "Each if each nationality had a dog breed, what would it be for the U.S.?" I said, "Lab." What would be like the American dog? Like if everyone could pick a dog, like what would when people think of American dogs, I think lab maybe. What do you guys think? That's a good question. That's what I got a lab mix. Well, I got to meet I got to meet Mystic's Beagle Friday. A Beagle's a good one too. A Beagle is a good one, yeah. Yeah. I think there's more German shepherds in America than in Germany, but I would still say I was obviously got the word German in it. But I, I would say lab. Beagles are a good one too. Beagles are, are really popular. Let's just Google Beagles? and see. I don't know. What is America's dog breed? Dog. There we go. I mean, technically, America's dog is the American bulldog. Oh, no shit. He's a descendant of the old oh, English that, bulldog. That floater says the same thing. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Belgian Malinois. Great dogs, but it's got the word fucking Belgian in it. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Just 11 like a, truly yeah. American dog breeds. <laughs> I didn't think about the American bull. It's got the American the number in there, one. But. Well, the number one dog in America is a lab. Yeah. That's the number one dog in America. That it's not like the national dog, but as far as number one dog, it's it's Labrador, according to Google. So that would be, and, and I, I mean, I'm, I when I think of dogs in America, I think labs. You can throw a golden retriever and all that, but they're all like the same family, but a retriever. But yeah, I, I yeah, retrievers, retrievers number four. Uh, what I'm looking at, uh, lab is number one. A lab is uh it says retrievers labrador then it says french bulldog at number two german shepherd at number three which is weird uh because it's got german <laughs> and then retrievers golden and then you said french bulldog was too that's it's got french in it so. yeah right so labs i mean uh labs and golden retrievers basically pit bulls is that kind of an american thing you know i don't know um, but yeah boston terriers are boston terrier boston terrier Alaskan yeah, Malamute. Yeah, there you go. Fantastic. Yeah. American pit bull terrier. I, yeah. I don't think Huskies is. I think Huskies is Canada because the uh, a dinner uh, or whatever. I didn't see Husky, but this one has American Eskimo dog. Okay, like a white. So is that like a, a Husky? I'm it's like a white Husky. Okay. Right Chesapeake Bay Retrievers. Rat Terrier is an all American dog. American Water Spaniel. Alaskan okay. Malamute. ARGG's out there. What's up, homie? Got us right here as we're getting ready to hang up and and, and say hello or say goodbye. But uh, thanks for coming in. Um, so let's do this. And and, and what I want to do is I want to I'm gonna start with Buck and um, plug plug your channel. Anything you got coming up? But 
let's just kind of tell you what's what's your best memory of the weekend. Uh, so I'm gonna start with you, Buck. Uh, the best thing I liked out the whole weekend was meeting everybody on the panel for yeah. the first time. You know, I really enjoyed that meeting a couple of other people like Weston and mm-hmm. Stan. You know, um, Alpha Forty Five. I mean, uh, oh, I forgot Forty Five ACP is out there. That's right. Yeah, he was out there. And I, I really loved it. Y'all, if, if you ain't never been, I know everybody keeps saying it. Go to Wanamaker. That's, that's, that's nice. That's great. You going to go with me again in November, bud? <laughs> I already made plans. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to save him a seat. What was so funny is we were driving home, we were talking and all that, and he goes, I think I'm going to start my own uh, second uh, savings account up and put every week just put a little money in that and not touch it and then when i have that ready to go for wanamaker i was like that's he's gonna gonna walk in he's gonna walk in with a hundred thousand next year because he's putting 90 percent of his check in that account (laughs) he's like bring it on bitches i got it all i'm gonna call by the model i hope that thirty five thousand dollar gun is there because i'm gonna buy that there you go there you go hey offer him 20 yeah Yeah. and then sell it and then flip it for 25 you know yeah uh, hey, hey, speaking of one weird thing I've seen out there, one, this, yes, this guy was crazy. Yeah, the guy was looking at a gun and he took a handful of money, just laid it right there on the table. He all did all $100 bills. Yeah, a big and old was was probably about two inches thick. I seen, I got that beat, dude. I seen a, a stack, a guy with a stack of money that had to have been every bit of probably five or six inches thick. And all I seen was $100 bills. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he wasn't putting it there to pay for it. He just was setting it down, looking at a gun. Yeah, this like, was, this was rubber banded. At least, like I said, at least five or six inches thick. And it, it could have been a couple of hundred, a few hundreds or some ones or twenties or something, but looked like all hundreds. It was crazy. Yeah. You don't want to carry all hundreds though. Cause then whenever you get somebody to come down on a price on the gun, it's kind of embarrassing whenever you have to actually ask them if they have changed for a hundred. Yeah, but if you're, if like, you're buying, yeah, I I had that. yeah, but if you're buying that expensive of guns, does a hundred dollars well, make true. that much of a difference anyway? True, that right. is true. They they round down to the nearest hundred, like we would round down to the nearest five dollars or something. Yeah, probably, yeah. True. It was so funny because uh, Snob was saying that he got someone from let's I'm just use throwing numbers up, like from four hundred to three twenty. And then had to give him $400. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wes, it says, I wonder how much money changed hands there. There's, All of I it. don't think there's any way. I don't think there's any way to know how much revenue was done this weekend. There's no way to do that. But millions upon guys, millions. I mean, tens of millions, probably. Oh, I had to be. Yeah, there's no telling. Yeah. No telling. Uh, bring road call in, and, and I want to say this because he's not going to give the, the farm away tonight. Um, but all I got to say is I want you to plug your show tomorrow night. If you're ever, ever, ever going to catch a rants and rave tomorrow night, just might want to be the night because it's not just about Wanamaker. They had an experience Sunday night that right. will probably take up a lot of the rant and raise. But real call to bring you in. First of all, nice seeing you again, bro. Um, what's the one thing um, that you're going to remember from this weekend? All right, man. So first of all, I want to start off by saying it was great to see you guys. I mean, yeah. I'm glad in, in my lifetime that I've met you guys all through the years. Uh, it's a 
It's always a pleasure meeting you guys. I have a lot of respect uh, for everybody on this panel and uh, the majority of people in life, except for Joe Biden. Uh, but, uh, it really, it's, it, and all the people that come along with that that dickhole but uh everybody else uh, you know out there i i enjoyed meeting people people walking up to the table that table's there for a reason it's to create a conversation and i greatly do appreciate what you guys uh bring to the table uh second of all when i got home here uh Rookie mistake, knock on wood. If you're going to do this kind of YouTube uh, stuff, please check your cameras. My interviews had no sound. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to have any interviews. I feel your pain. So, can you not use some pictures of those for B roll and just kind of? No, I mean, I can do pictures because I took pictures of these people's products, but the the interview. No sound. I don't know what happened with my GoPro. I honestly, I, I, it's, this is the first time I've had one, the first time messing around with it. Um, so I have to throw that out there now that uh, I, I greatly do appreciate uh, getting the, the media pass and all that and, and the privilege to be there. Uh, but unfortunately, all my interviews are scrapped. That's so yeah. So there's going to be little, little, little bits of stuff that come out from me. So uh, again, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't go back in the past. I'm not Doctor Strange, but uh, <laughs> you know, well, you're strange. You just, you just haven't gotten your PhD from it yet. There you go. There you go. But uh, man, I, I I don't know what to say. It was a fun weekend. We're going to have a great show tomorrow night on Rants and Raves. It's going to be really cool. We're ready to laugh. We're eclipsing some. Well, if you go look at those videos that we posted, uh, (laughs) we'll be eclipsing uh, some milestones on the channel here come sometime or another. But it's a great experience to go down to the show. It's a great experience to see you guys. It's almost felt normal to a certain extent until yeah. I came back to Indiana. So is, I, is a budget going to ride shotgun tomorrow night with you? Uh, if he wants to come on the show, I don't know. He's got a squirrel problem. <laughs> if you looked at his video. Back. <laughs> I saw that. So yes, he, we, went, that. we went from one of the shittiest places that you could, if you attempted to lay your head down to, to come home with a bunch of squirrel problems. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. But, uh, what what was the question again? I'm I'm off on the tangent. Welcome to Ransom. No, I was just gonna say, uh, if, if budget's gonna, but yeah, guy, tomorrow night is gonna be epic. First of all, so I was watching Sunday night after you guys left the uh, murder motel, and you guys went live. And I literally had a stitch in my side laughing, not because of what happened. I was laughing so hard at listening to Roll Call laugh. I honestly the- thought Roll Call might die from laughing so hard. I did too. And my wife is going, my wife is rolling. She has no idea what's going on. She's rolling, listening to Roll Call laugh. So <laughs> it was the greatest entertainment of, of nothing but just, laughter i've had it was good it was good to laugh first of all i i looked at that guy 
like after everything was done and I'm like, dude, I don't want to have to stop at the hospital if I break my screen <laughs> or something goes bad in this old body of mine. I'm like, dude, you need to just shut up about this stuff and let me, you know, digest this. You know, I, can't, I can't stop. And then I woke up this morning and I watched a small portion of that video. Oh. And I ended up going back to how I felt sitting in that seat. And I had turned it <laughs> off. I had turned it off. I'm like, I gotta get shit done today. And I kept it, man. It's. I'm telling you, when you go and do these things, and I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying it's the greatest thing in the world, blah blah blah. But uh, it's you will have experiences, whether it's uh, meeting uh, people on the panel or experience that gun show. And I looked at budget. With a straight face and said, "We're an eighteen-hour, you know, drive. That's a, that's an experience yeah. itself, you know." Yeah, I'm, I looked at him. I said, "We're making memories, dude. You got to remember this one because I thought I'm either going to have a split open chest from laughing too much, or this cat's going to have a heart attack driving ninety <laughs> miles an hour trying to get away from that place." But he was he was trying to get to East St. Louis just to be in a better part of, of the world. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I was like, well, we could stop at the at the hotel over. Hell no, I'm getting away from here. <laughs> Everything's contaminated. Hell, I'll just yeah. stay. I'll go to yeah. East St. Louis before I go to that place. Yeah. Uh, good lord! Yeah. No, and that's Thank a great. That. Thing. Go ahead, go ahead, <clears throat> go ahead, bud. I just said, stay tuned for that, man. Uh, we'll be reviewing. We'll be there. You'll, you'll see this stuff again. I'm so disappointed. You know, I, <laughs> I should have stopped and thought about it, sat at the table, reviewed my footage, did things like that. But I mean, unfortunately there's just, not, I'm not going to be able to go back and, and this it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah Thanks, less than it's just, Oh yeah, absolutely, bro. Um, that's the one thing about Wanamaker or NRAM or USCCA, especially SHOT Show or whatever. It's not necessarily what happens at those shows or whatever. It's what happens after hours and the drives up there, the dinners and everything. It's the memories that you make. Yeah, the shows are great. I'm not going to walk away remembering much about the actual show six months from now, but I'm going to remember... Uh, what happened at Texas Roadhouse? I want to remember what happened with Road Call and Budget driving home. I'm going to remember all of this stuff. That's where the memories are. And that's the great thing about going to these events is uh, you get to hang out with your buddies for a, a weekend and, and make more memories. So that's that's really what it's all about. Uh, bring Snob in and plug uh, any information. You had a craft holster co uh, video come out today, which is awesome. Do they make that in a vertical, by the way? Yes. Yes, they do. Perfect. Thank you very much. Um, anyways, spot, no, there, to your oh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, go ahead and plug your channel. Anything going on? But kind of say what was like the the best thing for you, the memory that you're going to take away with you from Wanamaker this year. Um. Well, I had a lot of fun at the show, you mm -hmm. know, and I feel Rokal's pain because I had my high dollar microphones on my brand new GoPro Nine. I forgot. I've used my GoPro 9 a bunch, but I always use it for B-roll. I've never used it with the mics. I never set it up to take the line in for the mics. You have to go in there and change one little setting. I never did it. I recorded the video at, with uh, Don Spencer of OK2A, or Oklahoma Second Amendment Association. 
I tested it first, listened to it on the GoPro, but you know, the GoPro audio doesn't sound that great anyways, just listening to it through the GoPro. And I thought, oh, it's good. I listened to it after I did the interview, listened to the whole thing. Sounded all right, but it's loud in that show and I'm just holding it up to my ear. Yeah. I get home, realized my mics were not hooked to my, or my camera wasn't, the setting was not correct mm. and it did not record into the camera because I forgot I'd never used that camera before because I forgot we hadn't been having shows. And I bought that camera since anything. So I was thoroughly ticked and could not get good audio out of it, but at least it was usable on my crow call. It, was, it, it, it sounded fine. I mean, it was, it, it sounds like any other show's audio, you know? It just sounds like you don't have mics, you know, and you know how they sound. They sound terrible compared to whenever you actually have good mics and can get good audio. And that's why I bought those mics. And then yeah, I do something stupid like that. But you live and learn. It'll never happen again. Guaranteed. <laughs> to live and learn but uh, yeah my memory from the show was was you putting in armenthia's stupid hair tie and filleting that stupid fish <laughs> that was the oh, dumbest yeah, thing in the world but it was great 22 hipster made an appearance i uh, met that dude yeah some people got to meet 22 hipster today yeah that and roll call being upset about having to jump out of the third story window those two things were my right <laughs> that that five minutes um, was hilarious of just, it's late at night. We're just happy to be there and see each other. And it doesn't take much to go on a rant. And it was just, it was hilarious. Uh, Roll Call and Clover were there and Buck was there Saturday night. We got interrupted by a zombie uh, during our conversation outside the hotel. That how that dude parked the vehicle that we saw the next morning perfectly in the condition. The dude was so drunk he could he could not literally move his mouth to talk. Um, but yeah, that was I forgot about that. There was so many good things that happened last night this weekend. But yeah, I was good to see you, bro. Um, I know that you had a long drive to and from, so yeah, uh, we it was rough. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was great. I can't wait to see you guys again. Tell Stacy uh, once again that uh, thanks. It was good seeing her as well. Uh, bring in Gary. Gary, you want know, to plug anything about your channel? What, what information? What, what videos you might have coming up? But I want to ask you the same thing, man. What's the one memory you're going to take from Watermaker this year? And I well, hope it wasn't kinda, Saturday night. <laughs> it's kind of hard to pick one. I mean, I can remember the feeling of walking into the show. And walking back towards where I knew our table was and seeing Scott at Kelly Colster's, which I got to shake his hand as soon as I see him. But mm -hmm. just the look in both our faces is like, you know, thank God. It's nice to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, getting back to the table, it's like, I'm home. You know, right. I've been to five straight Wanamaker shows. I really missed the last two, and it was really great to be back but all the little things like uh snob trying to direct me to a parking place outside of texas roadhouse and oh, the gizzard gizzard was beside himself that night and, and everybody park one and then right front another one opened up right as he was walking towards us <laughs> yeah i'm pretty but, sure gizzard uh, was as wound up as budget in gizzard's world Mm, probably yeah. for a few seconds there, <laughs> but everybody's standing outside and talking while we were waiting, watching the, watching the goose and, uh, Oh, just about everything you could think of. Uh, I had a little bit of a, a pain issue and somebody was nice enough to go get me some medication. And of course, some other people took advantage of his absence. <laughs> 
So in a way, I help facilitate that. So you're welcome. I appreciate uh, that. Free ice cream, right? <laughs> Free uh, ice cream. It'll be all time. I'm the last person you want to try to play a prank on because I'll go with it and have fun with it. But I, I had fun with it. And, and yes, I got free ice cream. So it was wonderful. And if everyone out there that spent the rest of the weekend wishing me a happy birthday, it was not my birthday. It was a joke. Uh, but thank you for the birthday wishes. It's coming in a couple weeks, actually a week um, or so. And uh, so I'll just take them as a preemptive happy birthday. But yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I saw her and I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> See, Buck, you weren't wrong. I mean, you weren't really lying to her. You know, you, you he probably won't eat at Texas Roadhouse again before his birthday. Like, it was definitely the last time we we're going to see each other before my birthday, so we yeah. can call it that. Sure. But no, I had fun with that. Yeah. Go ahead, Gary. Sorry about that. That was fun. But, uh, nah, just every experience you could think of was great. And if you ever get the chance, you got to come to Wanamaker. You won't regret it. Uh, come in, meet us all, get involved in all the hijinks because there'll be plenty of it. I've been to five shows, like I said, and every one there's certain memories about some crazy things that might have happened. And so it's a great time. As far as my channel goes, uh, I only got two videos recorded. Uh, I put them both out on uh, Saturday. I think quite a few people have watched them, so thank you. But uh, I, sh I wanted to do more. It didn't work out. But I've got plenty of pictures to put on the Instagrams and stuff like that. So, and some cool things I bought that I'll be showing you. So, anyway, uh, thanks for the invite. And uh, let's yeah. do Wanamaker again in November. I'm ready. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Budget's out there. Says, he, sorry, he couldn't hop in. Yeah, no worries, bro. I know you're, you're busy and got stuff going on. I'm uh, probably getting a little 22 going after some squirrels, apparently. But, um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it was great. Now, if you guys are interested, um, go over to our Instagram, and I'm not going to tell you how we got it. There might have been some uh, interesting ways of how we got it, but we were able to get some uh, security footage of roll call and budget at the Bass Pro Shop in Springfield on Sunday. <laughs> um, so you might want to go check. Oh. Out. <laughs> well, man, um, he said no stones. <laughs> hey, was that before the motel or after the motel? That was before. Um, yeah, that was before. Thank God. Uh, yeah, that was. I funny. thought it was after, and they were just taking a bath to get the stench off. You know, it, it, it makes a better story for sure. You know, wipe <laughs> off the blood and get that stench off. Yeah, I mean that that, that would have made a better story for sure. I think uh, we would have killed the fish. <laughs> I think there were probably already some dead fish in that room. There's very well could have been. Uh, there was something dead in there. Smelled like dead fish anyway. <laughs> yeah. So HBO said the hottest item of the show was a micro aroni. Man, they I saw everywhere. Of those. They were everywhere. Yeah. And I almost bought one. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was this close. If they yeah, were I've never seen that one before. What's that? What'd you say, Snob? Oh, I just said I've never seen that many before. I thought I think I walked oh, up though. They were everywhere. There, were, there was one that had a really cool American flag on it. I was like, man, they had some really cool stuff. But yeah, they were they were everywhere. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Brian Clover, um, he doesn't have to promote anything because he doesn't do shit on his channel. But nope. uh, can you at least talk about maybe what your best memory or what's a, a good memory uh, that you're going to take away with you? 
Well, nobody has mentioned this so far, so I just want to say uh -oh. you're out We're there. Things, so yeah. yeah, if you're out there and you have the opportunity to attend this show, you should do it. Uh, nobody's nobody's mentioned that yet. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah, we've never cool. said that. We don't want anyone else to go. Yeah, the best memory, oh man, there's so many. I mean, I know, what do you? I what do you now, now I'm a little bit perplexed at roll call stalking me through the hotel window. I don't know what what's up with all that stuff, but. But that 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 worries me. That that uh, uh, apparently. Well, you're also the one that told him that uh, he could <sighs> jump through a third story window and that the bushes yeah, would true. would save him. So yeah, maybe yeah. I told him the trick they were is small that bushes. The, I told him the trick is that once you fall out the window, you have to go limp. No, you have to. That's, that's <laughs> this guy's wanting me to have squirrel wings or something. <laughs> no, no, uh, we just wanted to see the rant and rays of you and traction in the hospital. Well, that's okay. Well, that's okay because when we were having that conversation, you know, we were standing by that exit door and homeboy slings the exit door open, <laughs> which knocks <laughs> over my drink. <laughs> Which almost gives the Mogwai wet, so we almost had a gremlin problem. That we <laughs> almost had a gremlin oh, problem. Oh, oh, I forgot something. I got to butt in. My yeah. memory from this show was seeing Clover and Ghost fight like a married couple over the TV in the bathroom light. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was a deja vu. I'm glad it was fun for one of us. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah um man my favorite memory uh, all of those i mean everything was great um i i think that the memory i'm gonna take back is it's been over a year since i've seen anyone and my memory is just being able to get out and see everyone uh all the everything but everyone else said that's part of it but none of that could happen if we didn't have Wanamaker and we weren't able to see everybody. So the best memory for me of the weekend was just being back to somewhat normalcy uh, was awesome. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it was great. It was just, it was, it was awesome. So if you've never been to Wanamaker, go to Wanamaker. They have them every April, every November. Um, it's the second weekend of April, the second weekend of, of November every year. It is so worth it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just wonderful. Uh, everything, everything about it, there was not the only bad thing about it was I had to put Buck on tornado watch in the car Friday night. That was the only, uh, the only <laughs> downfall was, uh, I was, we were, we were having to decide if, if we were going to build an arc to get the rest of the way. But, uh, that was, it was awesome. It was awesome. seeing everybody. Um, I'll even take the, the, the television being on at two 30 in the morning, I'll even take it. Why? Because it's been over a year since that's happened, and it was okay to me. Uh, but no, it was great. Um, I can't even think of anything else to say except for it's awesome. Anybody have anything that last minute that we forgot to bring up that might have people might want to hear? Yeah, the look on uh, Clover's wife's face when uh, she found out that patch belonged to me instead of you. Oh God! So <laughs> forgot about that. So we're we're out and about, and and Armenthia was at the table, and I come back, and um, she goes, "Hey, hope you don't mind, but there was someone that wanted a patch of yours, and so I just took it off your bag." And she's pointing to this bag, and I said, "Well, that's not my bag. That's that's Buck's bag." Luckily, I had an extra pack in my bag to give back to Buck. But yeah, she just straight up took a, a, a ghost tactical patch off of Buck's bag and gave it to some dude. 
um thinking it was my bad that was pretty funny that was that was like i said it yeah, was, the, the weekend was filled of little funny things like that for sure the look on her face was priceless <laughs> yeah, yeah she, I, she was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I, w- I want to give a shout out to all the people that took roll call 209 stickers and rants and rage stickers i came home with uh four apiece so uh, hopefully you're not going to ruin your lives when you watch my show, whether it's the old stuff or the stuff we're going to experience here down the road. But uh, <laughs> always stop in there at the, at the at the the table down there and talk to these guys. Uh, I, I greatly do appreciate that stuff. I can't wait. I I am looking so forward. I've got a board meeting tomorrow night. That I will make sure that some bitch is over with, so I can uh, tune into rants and rave. So um, you do not want to miss that dumpster fire tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow might be. It might go down. I, hey, I'm sorry, Rover, building this up. I want you to take a few extra shots of, of something before you go live. Tomorrow may very well be the greatest live stream in the history of YouTube. Just saying. Uh, check out rants and raves tomorrow night. Don't worry, I'm not like. Uh, uh, the, the the restaurant that that runs out of liquor <laughs> <laughs> right who does that by the way yeah who does that uh so guys thank you so much for watching live uh appreciate you guys if you're watching a replay uh god bless you go check out wanamaker tulsa arm show every april every november in tulsa oklahoma it is definitely worth it if you have any questions about it get with any of us that are on the panel Anytime, we'll, we would love to talk to you about Wanamaker and, and the benefits of going and all of that. Um, but just says, uh-oh, Super 8 talk tomorrow. Yeah, damn, Skippy. Um, but, yeah, uh, the Wanamaker, it, it, it's, it, it's got to be a bucket list thing. If you're even the least bit interested or even know what a gun is, Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show needs to be on your bucket list. So, guys, thank you so much. Uh, for watching and listening replay. We appreciate you very much. We will see you soon. Simplify.